Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back to discuss the second episode of Black Snow. I thought this was a good episode as far as keeping the pace, increasing the mystery, and I was genuinely wanting to get into the next episode when this one ended, so I gave it a 9.7 out of 10. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever platform good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review, like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social medias will be below. James takes photos of the evidence and takes notes of all the persons that had been in contact with the time capsule before it was put into the ground. He brings Hazel tea and asks to keep the discovery to herself until forensics confirms that the hair belongs to her sister. Uh, He begins a very reasonable line of questioning about the removal of Isabel's braid as possibly being culturally symbolic. But Porcupine takes it as an insult, handing back his tea and stomping away. Why are you mad? I understand having a little bit of trust issues with the white man. However, you are also dismissing the one white man that's trying to get justice for your sister. She cries in her car, getting back to her parents' home. I don't know what that rubber band is supposed to be doing, but it's failing on all accounts. Troy is shocked to come in and see the abundance of additional evidence that clearly points to the crime not being sexually motivated, not by some random stranger, but personally motivated with her hair being wrapped up in one of the school's uniform shirts and her hair being cut post-mortem pointing to Isabel being killed by someone that she knew. Troy was quick to try to look at the video evidence, but James tells him it's all being sent to Brisbane. You can look at it in a week. Despite Troy postulating, James checkmates him with all the authority he needs to circumvent his continued poking around. Like, yeah, things didn't point to that previously but now while braiding her daughter's hair hazel admits she's going to stay longer due to izzy's case which of course disappoints her that she can't stay for the sake of her own daughter whom she tells is blessed to spend time under the oppressive thumb of her nan who wouldn't support a black lives matter sign on izzy's mirio completely missing the irony that isabel does indeed cast a shadow over Kalana's life with mom, even braiding her hair like that of her sister. This is of significance as James was trying to get at because it it solidifies that someone had to personally know her to have done something so intimate. Dale gives James the mixtape from the time capsule and receives the approval lacking from Troy 
who only uses him as his assistant to fetch him coffee. In the past, due to Isabel's having plans to leave with Chloe to Sydney, Anton has moved on to uh, Tasha, whom Chloe calls a slut, but she ignores her ex's obvious ploy to hurt her, cautioning Hector about his consistent filming. She seems protective of him. And now at the end of the episode, I feel like I should have connected that, but I didn't click all the names when they were reading out the uh, the things from the time capsule. I feel like Hector would have been a beeline go-to in this episode as an interview, but we're saving him for a reason. Chloe is treated like a sister with mom bringing her her favorite food while agreeing to interview at Hector's request, following them on their drive around town to show them the real Ashford. Isabel drops off mail to her father at the meal at the mill, which seems like a work site where everyone is black or brown. Hector catches Chloe's dad, Steve, coming on to a female employee on film and is quickly again chastised by Isabel, who dismisses his complaint, stating they are not a tourist attraction. When they pull up to a trailer home, he states it's gothic out here. And her mom says, what does that mean? Poor. No, I meant atmospheric. Butch is Isabel's uncle and his wife Glinda is her aunt. He is unable to stop working in the fields despite his age because it's all he knows and if he doesn't harvest then they won't eat. Glinda encourages her niece to get her education and take advantage of opportunities that they didn't have. She probably supports the idea that she would get away go to Sydney and then go to university she then goes on to tell Hector about how they used to have a chief, but all the men of their tribe, Vinawachi, including him, were kidnapped, made to slave in the fields for his white ancestors. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Presently, Dale offers coffee for a moment to be mentored by James, who shows him that the purple pen Isabel wrote with is missing and that her tone shifts sometime around the time capsule being constructed from being in love to seeing everyone around her as predators. Dale looked in, or yeah, that's his name. Dale, he looked into what the Anku means, Reaper of the Souls, only for Troy to come in being a dickhead. I'm disrespectful as the fuck. He's just constantly shitting on him. He turns his bullying attention to James, attempting to emasculate him for not chasing homicide cases like his ass ain't sheriff in a small town, one of the pussiest jobs out there. James is no Dale, though, pointing out that he picked cold cases because he likes to clean up other people's messes. shit is terrible. Shut the fuck up. James visits Lynn Wilcott, whistling to catch her attention before inquiring if it's her family that owns the mills, that owns the land with all those captured slaves. She seemed eager to point out why she isn't enjoying her family wealth, but he declines the invite into her office, 
to explain and ask about the kind of person Izzy was. I loved his passive aggressive behavior as he was drinking the water and not interested at all in her as a person. While Lynn is glad he's looking into the investigation, she is quick to point out it's politically and racially motivated by Mick who thinks that they possibly would have thought to look into this further if she were a white woman, which he deems ridiculous. Like there isn't this whole indigenous problem in several colonies, British colonies that is, because Canada definitely got an issue with the high rise of murdered women in which there has been no even trace of competent police work so they're investigating that right now finally after the skyrocket number and finally someone the media caring enough to bring it to the forefront sidebar aside he points out that maybe this mick is right as she was indeed murdered and her murder was never caught And they keep trying to dismiss her letter as something that didn't even sound like her. They're trying to indicate that maybe she didn't even write this. She admits that while she did look through it during the formal, the time capsule, it wasn't locked and accessible for a week before being interred, meaning anyone could have possibly put something else in there which is the information that many are fishing for that Troy eventually has to has to tell, which that's interesting because as much as I dislike him, he didn't volunteer that information. It was demanded of him by someone pretty prominent in the town that probably would own someone like the sheriff. I know he's not the sheriff. I think he's the constable. But that's what I'm equating him to. James goes to speak with the family next with Hazel instantly side-eyeing him. What does she do? I think she says she's a nurse. He asks once again some basic ass questions about the language in her letter, their daughter's letter in her own hand. But her father only preaches about God's will, whereas her mother is far more interested in the truth than God's will because that doesn't seem to be comforting me. Once again, Hazel proves very unlikable, telling him he's moving too fast and that he has to earn their trust. I think doing my job would be enough, but okay. Glenda knows Hazel's keeping secrets. While watching the tape in the background, which you can hear Anton harassing Hector, calling him Tampon, He reads Chloe's letter that showed she planned a road trip in just a few weeks, but now she works at the mill, raking in quite a lot of money by how much sugar they produce to the world. When he offers condolences, she points out Isabel has been dead longer than he was alive, than she was alive, which is contrary to her comment at the ceremony that she misses her every day. She shows him Millie the yellow van that belonged to Isabel because she's the one. Well, I guess they both bought it. But I feel like she had the money and Chloe's just going with her. Because 
I'm pretty sure Chloe was like, well, if you don't have the money, then we can't buy it. And then when she rolled up, she said, it's your van. And she talks about how they were going to go to Sydney before starting university, dismissing the letter as something Hector must have convinced her to write, confirming he was probably in the occult as well. Hector is clearly the black sheep of the town. And I think it very much comes down to his sexuality. And I think Isabel's acceptance of that is why he had such an attachment and a friendship with her. Because it's probably the only person who knew and accepted him back then for who he was. And I think that he really was a friend to her despite, like that explains why she was protective of him because he was a little bit of a rebel. He was not unafraid to say what he needed to say because he didn't really have much to lose since people saw him so uh, in such a low manner. He tells her that there is new evidence asking about her mood and what happened the night that she died she tells him that isabel dumped anton because he was cheating with tasha behind her back though it looked like in the flashback he wasn't keeping secret that they were doing more than hanging out with the way she was sitting in his lap horny bitch detected horny bitch detected he asked about the blue car but she only saw it momentarily that last time she saw Izzy was at the intersection after the dance and she blew her a kiss. Immediately after her interview, Chloe tells or calls Troy and demands to know what the new evidence has is and what the fuck is going on. Hector and Tasha have slept together in the present, something he calls a relapse, not to mention alcohol. He's no longer married and she thinks this can be fun. He tries to avoid hurting her feelings that I only caught you in it's He did try to avoid hurting her feelings by saying it's me, not you. And she susses out that he's still pining for Isabel. While watching the video that Hector didn't properly edit at all, we see another side of BFF Chloe as she preens about how her family is also successful and how they built Ashford and should be named, and the town should be named Wilcoxville, something Isabel takes offense at. Well, none of you would be here if it wasn't for the meal. Like, who are you saying, uh, you? Who's you? Hector makes it clear he saw this statement as snobbish. More importantly, in the distance, he sees the blue car with the white door that was following Isabel and the license plate. I think that the car may belong to the, because the, we had two new neighbors brought to the church this week and we saw that Isabel was catching attractive eyeballs to 
to one of the or the the new neighbor's son in the past while isabel leaves work the same vehicle is following her it's not a way to get someone's attention but if they got a boyfriend already and you know you don't want to come off uh and in, in trying to just get to know her or maybe even looking after her i don't know is this the mick that we're talking about because we saw him very briefly and i'm pretty sure he's the one in the end but i'm really bad with the names right now and the faces putting them together during church service one gets an indication of her father's beliefs that while evil created slavery uh, done by evil people god meant it for good and thus suffering his will and accepting that we should be grateful for the labors of his exploitation the new neighbors are welcome into the community church and who's in the back row well it's hector staring directly at isabel stop it get some help if it wasn't for hector making that derogatory remark about how he wasn't always a pillow biter or something to that effect I would have definitely had Hector at the top of my list because this is stalkerish behavior. And while Isabel is annoyed, she's also seemingly charmed because Hazel pointed out, is this your new man? Because he's always around you. No, he's just him. And he bravely goes to ask permission from her dad about filming. And I think that's something she does like about him is that he stands in his truth chloe shows up with a fixed millie allowing isabel to drive her at this point we had as suspects seemingly two scorned lovers because isabel is making hard eyes at someone else while it appears hector is in love with her and we know that anton is in love with her and that gives them motive although i feel hector has less motive than anton certainly particularly as she broke up with him that night several times it was mentioned that isabel hasn't told her dad that she is leaving which also puts him on the suspect list as zealot religious folks can react violently when their beliefs are rejected by their offspring but that feels predictable he's still on the list but i feel he may have just spurned her or disowned her in a way that he feels ashamed of i see the point of the van still being around since the compartment has to be hiding something because why put that type of storytelling device in there because I couldn't figure out why after 25 years, like you said, you barely remember the person. And yet you kept the van that has nothing. <laughs> and I do feel Chloe must be involved in this somehow. She seems like she's a little two-faced. Pastor Joe is prideful. Don't disrespect him. And he may forgive her for being a person is the advice that she's given. Isabel agrees to meet Anton in their usual spot when she gets back. 
despite his actions making chloe his mouthpiece which is another indication that they may be more in cahoots hector whom chloe also calls tampon now fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch thinks she should dump him and agrees to accompany or asks to accompany her but she rejects it as well as seeing the video of chloe's dad doing something inappropriate which could be a reason for him to be targeted but he wasn't the one murdered maybe he gave that information to isabel and she threatened to do something with it linda watches her niece but says nothing when isabel goes to meet anton he isn't there just as she's about to leave she sees a black man running terrified from the corn stalks being chased by men on bikes leaving his boots behind what what the fuck behind her she sees ankoy which is what she was referencing in her letter and leaves terrified leaving that man's boots as well hazel goes into the corn stalks before deciding to reveal the new evidence they found in the time capsule to her parents with the hair being plated significant surprisingly it's pastor joe that immediately reconciles that someone they trusted is to the daughter mom tells hazel to work with this white bully a title one feels wholly unjustified putting on james i'm not discrediting their caution but once again why would i mean it's to your detriment not to help him anton is next to be interviewed who wanted to colonize mars when he was a teenager but always knew his life was going to follow routine with isabel as his wife despite him stepping out with tasha and being with tasha the night that izzy was murdered his parents have a tendency to speak for him with dad pointing out an affair versus sex being to stay with someone afterwards uh which is pretty fucked up his mother points out that isabel's anger was just hormones and not legitimate anger at the boyfriend that was cheating on her once again hector is brought up blamed for winding isabel up for his own reasons as he wasn't always gay the parents continue to stonewall his questioning although it's clear that anton has more to express saying it's not my fault this was messed up that felt like guilt and he certainly climbed higher on the suspect list like oh it's not my fault i had to kill you or something happened to you because you had to do something like that's that's when you're trying to uh to escape your own blame and guilt and he agrees to meet him not under the watchful eyes of his parents later on that night the fact that the parents knew about all the additional evidence and were already finding ways to cover their tracks certainly did not dissuade james at all that this might be a bit of a conspiracy 
James finds Hazel by the beach and she admits she told her parents about the hair so that they would be on guard. He's not bothered considering that the secret is already out. He doesn't tell her that because it's like, clearly I can't trust you with secrets. (laughs) No one ever suspected someone in town. The theories being a biker gang that drove through the town the day of her funeral, which is suspicious considering we saw two bikers chasing that man and a satanic ritual which they clearly have uh, the idea that many people or anyone that's on the outside must practice because that's something they were saying of Hector that he must have been in a cult he gets his energy from his anger. She gets hers from her guilt. He reveals it was his brother who went missing the day Isabel died, which is the date he has tattooed, and that is just a coincidence. Kalana is further inspired by her deceased aunt by posting a video to Instagram about the statues erected to men she has to walk by every day that represent a history of enslavement and oppression and that her own aunt was murdered by someone she knew painting the statue red and requesting to be arrested to the annoyance of troy instead she's forced to clean and apologize by hazel who thinks she is doing everything her aunt wouldn't want which isn't true as exposing the people here was Isabel's dying wish and she feels she's actually propelling her legacy or owning her legacy and considering Isabel is the person she feels that she has to live up to who she's in her shadow and maybe this might get the approval of her mother get her to stay and actually mother her She continues to be shut away from information. Hazel doesn't want her to waste her opportunities and Kalana equates her words to that of a white social worker earning her a slap from grandma. Why am I still getting hate? Yes, she was being disrespectful, but you are also being dismissive. Going back to the statue degrading this was clearly in the Godsmack of the Black Lives Matter movement. I was always not particularly a fan of tearing down statues because if you don't have the proof of what happened, then then no one's going to know what happened there. I, I, I get what the whole idea is behind it, but history is history. You can't pick and choose if anything take that as an opportunity or take that as a platform to utilize educating people maybe have meetings there once or twice a week that's focused on talking about who this man really was or, or these people but i think demolishing statues that is it's i, I see the heart behind it but the reasoning is more damaging to history than it is to people's feelings and we should never be reacting completely out of people's feelings right so uh 
while her demonstration, I think Kalana had a bit of a point to be doing so, and she feels she wants to do something, anything that brings attention to this own town's distorted legacy. Her heart was in the right place. When James goes to meet with Hector, he is found badly wounded. He doesn't want to go to the hospital or call anyone proving this was done to keep him quiet since his parents knew where he was going. He calls said parent because he's concussed. Clearly, he could possibly be concussed and shouldn't be driving. Tama, maybe this is a little overly dramatic. Do you not care that your child was attacked? (laughs) Possibly be suffering brain trauma unless you knew it was going to happen, which is why you're drunk. To pick up his beaten boy, thinking a jealous boyfriend attacked him because, you know, Hector just loves the pussy. Hazel receives a call from someone who wants to admit to a secret, but she begs them to meet and stay quiet. James not carrying a gun after someone was attacked, I think is a bad decision. Tries to get inside the head of his victim by riding a bike where she used to be because the guests can just take bikes the blue car belonged to a pastor because he gets a call from his boss and she agrees to interview the owner because the victim's father was also a pastor what is the coincidence there hazel meets someone next to isabel and anton's spot in the past saying you promised to take it to our graves with the episode ending without revealing who it is my guess is it is mick the guy that showed up and was pretty upset after hearing about the new evidence or it could possibly be the the hector that knows a lot more than they should the hoodie could be a misguide and it's chloe but i uh, i don't see that there's something about hazel looking at hector in the first episode and becoming visibly upset that indicates something is being kept in the dark so the the suspect list seems to remain i think at the bottom is hector anton's pretty high chloe's pretty high as well as the new mysterious boy that she liked because maybe just maybe he uh was stalking her around and it wasn't as cute and adorable as uh she may have liked she may have rejected the advances or it could be her father who in a rage realizing that she's going to or maybe she even confronted him about exactly what it is that goes on around here and he decided or he didn't decide he just reacted and accidentally harmed her because she was moved to the cemetery which means someone wanted her to be found and then her hair being cut and plaited meaning that someone clearly cared about her on some level 
so yeah can't wait to get into the next episode if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com my social media will be down below until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic Go.